working hours for the gym that you're based at has become commonplace in the PT industry. But I'm a big believer that this is a mistake and something that's holding back your fitness business. And in today's Profit podcast, I want to unpack that for you, talk about some of the reasons why I think this is a mistake and try and help you think of some solutions for if you are someone that's stuck in that current business model or is looking at joining the industry and maybe wants to look at other ways of doing things. So without further ado, I'm your host, Matt Robinson, and this is the Profit Podcast. Now, if you hadn't guessed already, I am flying solo today. Myself and Paul are doing a few solo episodes each just to spread things out over the Christmas period and give us a bit more breathing space in terms of diaries and things like that. So that's why I'm bringing this to you today as a solo show. You'll hear from Paul next week. And then in the new year, we'll be back together as a pair and hopefully with some guests as well, all the good things coming your way. But in today's show, I wanted to talk about a topic that's come up a lot recently with regard to new people that I've started working with on a business coaching basis and some of the struggles that they have, given the fact that they are almost hindered by the new business models and the new ways of running things that commercial gyms have in regard to entering the industry as a new PT. Okay. Now, I know that there are lots of different existing and new models across the country, depending on where you're based, depending on what gym chain you're associated with. There are lots of different ways of being set up as a PT. But in today's episode, I want to specifically talk about the one that's probably most common now, which is the model whereby, especially as a new PT, you work a set amount of hours for the gym per week, delivering classes, doing inductions, cleaning the gym floor, things like that. And then in return, you will get paid wage from the gym that then essentially is meant to cover your gym rent, but in most circumstances is actually slightly less than your gym rent and still means that you've got to find an extra 50 or 100 quid to cover your monthly gym rent. Now, I want to talk about this one in particular because this model used to exist in a slightly different way. It used to be you'd work your hours for the gym and then your rent was free. But then that got kiboshed because that was seen as like working for free, basically slave labor type thing. So they've changed the model now so that you get paid, but you now charge gym rent. So what you get paid goes straight back out again anyway. So it's the exact same model, just repackaged um, and done a little bit differently. It's exa exactly the same format, basically. But what I wanted to talk about today is why I think that this is a, a mistake in the long term for building a business. Because although when you first start out, it looks like a good option, when you reach a cert certain point, it creates a huge bottleneck in your business. And that's what I want you to start thinking about, okay? If you're just starting out, joining a gym that runs a model like this might be a necessary evil. It might be one of those things that you have to take on the chin and go, I'll do my 12 hours. I'll make the most of those 12 hours in terms of generating leads and drumming up business for my PT business. And then I'll use that wage to pay my rent and I'll do my PT outside of those hours. And that's probably the right mindset to have with it. But what I want to make people aware of is that there is life 
outside of that business model and there are other ways of doing things. And I want you to start thinking about choosing where you run your business, choosing where you start your business based on the longer term picture of your business, rather than just what suits you in the short term. Because in the short term, those 12 hours might be great. But then if there's no way of breaking away from that in the future, it's going to trap you. And your only way out would be to relocate, which is a bit of a pain to do. So it almost makes more sense to choose somewhere based on the long-term ambition you have for your business and where you want to take things. So that's what we're going to look at now. That's what we're going to unpack as we go through this today. So to help make sense of this and to sort of put my argument across here, I think it helps to start sharing some numbers so that you can start to visualize this for yourself and run some of the numbers through your own head. Okay. So what's typically happening now with these gym models is you do your 12 hours a week, you get your wage at the end of the month, which is usually about 600 pounds, something like that, maybe slightly less, depends on minimum wage and your age and stuff like that. You basically get paid minimum wage. So for some people, that's going to be like 10 pounds an hour, 12 pounds an hour, whatever it is at the time. Obviously it'll change as this recording gets older. So you get your wage. And then you're going to have to top that up by another 50 to 100 pounds potentially to cover your gym rent. Gym rent is usually 600, 650, 700, depends on the gym, depends on the area of the country, all that sort of thing. Okay. So those are sort of the base numbers that a lot of trainers are working from. So they're doing 48 hours a month as a minimum. I've not prorated those hours there. That's just based on four weeks a month. They'll probably be doing more than that, but let's use 48 as the example. And they're essentially earning £10 an hour for those hours, okay? Now, if you're, you know, 20, 21, really young, you might not be bothered by that. You might see that as I'm being paid to be in the gym and that's my excuse to be out there generating business, stuff like that. However, there are also a large group of people that are coming into PT now as a career change. And a lot of those people are sort of doing part-time or full-time hours in one job and then trying to build PT on the side. So by the time they've done their 12 hours for the gym every week on top of their job, it then leaves them with very little flexibility in terms of their own hours and their own diary when they want to work with clients in the gym. Okay. So like I say, when you first start out, this might be a necessary evil. You might have to do this to get your foot in the door. You might have to do a period of hours to build up your business get through a probation period at the gym or something like that depends what it is in your contract and you need to sort of do that to get through it okay but then my advice is that very very quickly you want to break away from that model and I'll explain why in a moment with the numbers so what that means is when you're first in contact with gyms you want to make sure that that option is available to you before you reach that point you want to make sure that that's something you can do can you go rent only at some point or can you negotiate a different structure? You've got to remember that gyms are desperate for PTs. They want PTs doing hours, paying rent. It's guaranteed income. It's the best retention tool a gym has. So as a PT, even if you're brand new, I believe you've probably got more power than you recognize because it's really difficult for gyms to find good PTs that are going to stick around for a long time that have got a long-term mindset. So if you were to sit in front of a gym manager and say, look, my plan is to build a business here and be here for a long time. I want to make sure that this facility can give me the structure I need to build my business in the right way. 
you've probably got a bit more power to sort of negotiate things and, and figure something out whereby you do your hours for the gym for the first few months and then either you taper those down or you break away from that and there's a different structure, okay? Now, the reason I would want you off the gym hours is for the following reasons, okay? Let's take that 12 hours a week that people are typically doing for the gym. If you were doing 12 hours of PT instead, and let's say you were charging 30 pounds, okay, which I believe is probably the absolute minimum you should be charging. You should be charging more than that. But let's say it's 30 pounds to make it consistent across the country. For those 30 pounds that you're charging across those 12 hours, you could be earning 1,440 pounds a month. So that's what you could be earning. But instead, you're earning just short of what it costs to cover your rent. Let's say that's 650 pounds for argument's sake. Okay. If you were on a rent only structure, you could work those same 12 hours with PT clients and come out the other end 800 pounds better off. Let that sink in for a moment. You would literally more than double your earnings so it would more than cover your rent and leave you money left over, whereas at the minute, the hours that you are doing or potentially are signing up to do for the gym don't even cover your rent fully. And if they do, it's still like really minimal wage that you're being paid for those hours. Now, again, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit in terms of, well, you need clients to train, you need people to be able to fill those 12 hours and stuff like that. I get that. That's 100% true. But what I'm saying is, is as you're doing your hours for the gym and as you're signing up clients, your mindset should be as quickly as possible, like keep your costs down and things like that so that you can afford to switch over to a rent only structure if possible, because the minute you do that, you will be making a lot more money for your time. So now rather than having to do your set 12 hours and then hours on top, just by doing the same 12 hours, you would be making a decent profit compared to what you were doing before. And now you've got a lot more availability to do additional hours on top of that. If you're trying to do 12 hours PT on top of 12 hours for the gym, that already gives you a fairly busy week, especially if those gym hours change week to week to meet the needs of the business and your diary has to move around. You sort of chopping and changing a lot and moving clients around. Whereas if you've just got the 12 hours as, as PT slots, you can dictate where those are. You can have those as set slots in your diary and then you can decide where to grow from there. You can decide where the next 12 hours fits into the diary if you want to double up your business. Okay. So straight away there in that example, you can see how this is holding people back. If you reach the point where you're still doing gym hours and you've got seven, eight, 10 clients at the same time, you're probably reaching your capacity in terms of how much workload you can undertake. But a huge portion of your earning potential is being taken up by those 12 hours that you're doing for the gym. And it's essentially earning you nothing. It, it, if anything, it's coming, it's coming your way at a cost. It's costing you money to do those hours. A lot of people will justify it and rationalize it by saying, Oh, well, that's, that's saving me money. That's now rent I don't have to pay out. That's true. But those same hours could earn you far more than your rent costs. And 
by the way, your rent is a business expense. It's tax deductible, okay? You ain't getting any tax relief on your wages that you get from the gym. You're going to be taxed on those if you're over the tax threshold. And then you've got tax to pay on the rest of the money you're going to earn from your PT business. Okay. So if you're not paying rent, you've not even got that to knock off as an expense. You're not getting the, the benefit of having that expense in your business to free up far more earning potential. So there's lots of things to consider. So the reason I wanted to record this is because I get to speak to PTs at various stages of their career. I'm very fortunate that I get to speak to a lot of PTs. Okay. And, and got my finger on the pulse of what's going on at the moment. And I've got PTs that reach out to me and ask about where they should go and get their first job, like what, what they should do in terms of what they should look for in a gym and a business model and things like that. So there's that side of things. I've then got PTs that have got themselves established and now want to kick on to the next level. But again, they might be stuck in a bit of a model like the one I've just described here. So I'm trying to help those people with this episode today. I'm trying to help those people realize that you might have to make a tough decision and you might even have to take a slight step backwards in some ways in order to take off the handbrake and go flying forwards as you head into the new year. And if you're a new PT going around looking at different gyms, I know it can be exciting and you want to just jump into the first one that becomes available to you, but I really would sort of do your due diligence and, and get to grips with, you know, what is the structure? How many hours am I going to work? What's my rent going to cost? How much flexibility is there with that? You don't want to be trapped in that model for the next, you know, five, 10 years, because if anything, as they bring out new contracts and stuff, those contracts and those hours, et cetera, are only ever going to change to the benefit of the gym. Very unlikely that they're going to change those things to benefit the PTs anymore. They're going to do it to meet the needs of the business. And ultimately, they're trying to run the businesses without any staff. They want the PTs doing the work. I can completely understand that from a profitability standpoint, trying to keep gym memberships low, things like that. But you as the individual need to take a look at how long am I thinking of being in this place? If I can go in there and build a business, am I hoping to be there for the next five years or 10 years or beyond? If you are, you need to make sure that the business model and the structure available to you is suitable for that business, the one that you're building five or 10 years down the line, and not just the one that you're trying to build right now. Because if it only serves the one you're building right now, you're never going to get to that longer term vision anyway. You're always going to be held back and strangled by that business model that you're trapped in there. And your only way out will be to pick up your client base and take, take it elsewhere which you can do. Plenty of trainers have done that. I've facilitated that with trainers. It's just a ball ache that you would prefer to avoid if possible. Okay. So we want to, we want to make sure that you've got that long-term mindset when choosing where to work or even evaluating where you work at the moment. You might work somewhere at the minute where you feel like you've got a bit of a, a rough deal, but if you've got options to change that deal, it might not be as bad as you think. It might just be a case of you need to kick on and grow that little bit more than you have done at the moment, push yourself and then make that switch and take advantage of that flexi flexibility that's available to you. Because plenty of gyms still have this rent only model. But my worry is that a lot of PTs are coming into these gyms and because everyone else is doing gym hours, that's what they do. 
and they just sort of think, oh, that's what everyone does. That must be the way to do it. I'm here to say to you, that's not the way to do it. If you want to build a really successful long-term business, you need to have that handbrake removed. Those 12 hours need to be yours because trust me, if you're running a busy business, you do not have 12 hours a week to give away. And if you did, you would certainly not be giving them away at 10, 12 pounds an hour or whatever it works out as. You would be doing far more with that time. Okay. So that's what I want you to think about. The final thing I want to touch on here is some other factors that I think affect trainers that are stuck in this model. Cause again, I get to work with these people one-to-one and, and something I've noticed, this is just my opinion. If you are one of these people, maybe you can think about this now and sort of ask yourself these questions. I've noticed that trainers that operate their business within one of these models often struggle on the PT side of their business in terms of selling themselves. Because deep down, they feel like a fitness instructor. They don't feel like a PT because most of their week is spent running classes, running boot camps, cleaning the gym. They're in like a, a gym uniform that's not theirs. And then there's only a few hours a week where they get to put on their PT top, train one or two people, train some staff, train some friends. And they're finding it difficult from an identity standpoint to really get to grips with the idea of being a PT and being a business owner and treating themselves in that way. And I sometimes think that it's because they're stuck in that business model, it holds them back. Especially if, you, if they're trying to build this up alongside something else, they might have a day job doing one thing and then they're doing fitness instructing and hours for the gym on the side and then trying to build up a PT business as well. From an identity standpoint, it's really difficult. And a few PTs have even mentioned to me, they do worry that gym members don't see them in the right light. They don't see them as a high quality PT because a good chunk of their hours per week are spent, you know, scrubbing floors and, and doing other things that they wouldn't choose to do, but they're sort of stuck doing because of the model that they're in. So there's, there's almost this like identity and this role side of things as well. It's not just the numbers. The numbers alone are enough of a reason to not do this. But then there is the identity side as well. Myself and Paul have spoke on the show many times before about the idea of viewing yourself as a business owner who delivers PT as one of his services, but you are a business owner, you know, first and foremost. So that's something to think about as well. So I'm going to draw today's episode to a close, nice and short and sharp different things to think about. Like I say, lots of different business models out there. Some of you aren't even in gyms. Some of you are online. Some of you are in private studios. Some of you are in like semi-private gyms. Some of you are running it from home. There's lots of ways of doing things, but there's still a good portion of our audience and the people that we, we work with that are based in commercial gyms. It is usually our recommendation. We usually say start in a commercial gym, get exposure to a lot of people, have all that footfall taken care of, but also be aware of some of these little pitfalls. We want to avoid those. So just to round that off today, when you're going into a gym, think about the model and think about it for a long-term perspective. Don't just measure it based on what they can offer you right now. A lot of gyms will offer you everything for the first three months. No rent. You get paid for your hours. You'll do this, you'll do that. But then three to six months in, you're now being absolutely shafted, okay? You've got to look longer term. 
how will this serve my business when it's three to five years old and I'm wanting to really kick on with it? And if you're not going into a gym with that kind of mindset, you're probably coming into this for the wrong reason anyway, and you'll probably struggle to make it work. Okay. But if you're coming into it with a mindset of this is going to be my career, this is going to be my job, this is going to be the thing that I grow, then you want to look at it and, and make sure that you're building it in the right place. Otherwise, it will never get to where you want to get it to. Okay. So I know that today's topic is a very individual one for each and every person that's faced with these problems. So if you do want to reach out with any questions or anything, feel free to come and find me on Instagram. My handle is at Matt Robinson PT. You can find me there. You can send me a DM, follow me if you're not already doing so. And I'm more than happy to help you and give you a bit of advice if you need it. Because I think new PTs do need advice. They're often advised by the wrong people. So reach out if you need some help. If you know of anyone that's currently doing level two, level three, or looking to start a career as a PT, I would love if you were to share this episode with them, because I do think this would really, really make a difference in terms of how they evaluate where they go and build their business. And it might completely change the type of business they end up building. It might even have a bigger, as, as big an impact of if they didn't listen to this, their business might not even survive the first year, which is often the case for most PT businesses. Okay. So if you can share this with anyone that's going through those initial phases of qualifying or starting out in the industry, or maybe they're fairly new to the industry, please share that with them if they don't listen to the show already, because I do want this to reach as many new PTs as possible and help them and potentially save them from signing up for something that wouldn't serve them in the long term. So reach out with any questions, share it with a new PT. And until next time, take care of yourselves and we'll catch you again very, very soon.